It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, we have a multi-talented person um, who writes books. He writes songs that have topped the charts, won many awards. Um, we're so excited to hear from him and kind of what brought about this new book and his new music as well. Um, Phil Wickham joins us today on Live in the Bream. Great to have you, Phil. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so your songs for many people have really become anthems in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something that you've tapped into that people really connect with these lyrics. I hear it in every different church I visit. They all know Phil Wickham music and they all kind of join together in this kind of worship and praise Mm -hmm. because the music that you've written. Did you foresee that at one point in your life that that would be your path, that you would have these songs that everybody would be humming? Definitely not at first. You know, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are worship leaders and have been as long as I've been alive. So I grew up around the whole thing. And, uh, and so when I was 13, my dad gave me my first guitar. I learned how to play it. I started leading worship in youth group. Long story short, I, I loved playing music and I fell, in, I fell in love with Jesus and my, my faith became real through the worship music, but I never dreamed. I was always the reluctant the reluctant like artist, you know, and I always, I was never dreamed that I would be on tour or I'd be writing songs that would go outside of my church. Um, and now, now being at a point where there's people, the, the songs are translated into other countries and people are singing these songs all over the world. They have no idea who I am, but they know the words, <laughs> which is amazing. Like that's incredible. Like the fact that I could write, I call them new prayers for the church to sing like corporate prayers for us to come mm-hmm. together and pray, pray prayers of praise. Um, prayers of asking God to move and to, to be one of the counted among those that the, the greater church looks at for, for new prayers to sing is just the hugest honor of my life. And I'm so thankful. Well, and it's such a blessing, as you said, to people around the world. Um, it's funny to me that you would say that you were sort of a hesitant artist in the beginning because I've seen you live and you're like ripping up the stage. I mean, <laughs> you, you found your comfort zone there for sure. Do you, how much do you enjoy that versus recording versus all the other things that you do? I think I, I think it all plays off each other. You know, I, being out on the road, I'm out on this, I do this tour every once or once every two years called the sing along tour. And uh, we named it that because this tour is all about like simplifying back to when all of us on stage just grew up playing in church, you know? And so it's, it's kind of taking the lights, the haze, the big production out of the way. And just like being up there with a couple pianos, a couple of guitars in Louisville, we had like 5,500 people in the room and, and, and the biggest, the biggest instrument in the room is people singing out to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And so in those moments where it's just like, it's, we can kind of put distractions to the side and look to Jesus. It's like, Oh, I just can't wait to, I can't wait to get new ammo for these moments in a way. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to write new songs. And I kind of I really, I visualize those nights and those moments. And I, there's people like my dad and my mom and my wife, but also like the pastor of my church and some other people that I like, I visualize them. Like, would they sing this song with me? You know, would I be proud to lead them in this? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to write those songs that these faces in my life would sing and that I would want to sing from my heart. So being out on the road, it gets me inspired to have new songs to bring to the road, which gets me inspired to go into the studio. And then the studio makes, I can't wait to be out, you know? So it all kind of, we're, it, you know, once it, I feel tired of being on the road, then it's time to get in the studio and write. And once it feels like, wow, we've exhausted everything here. It's like, I can't wait to get back to the road. So kind of plays off each other. Yeah. Let me ask you about this idea of worship music, because when I was a kid in church, it was still pretty much hymns. There was some contemporary Christian music coming along. Um, I joke around the very first 
cassette because I'm that old, Phil, that I got. I remember cassettes. Wayne Watson and my mom thought it was too rocky. That was oh, kind of her wow. take on it. So music has evolved a lot in the last you know, 30 years or so. And worship music has become its own genre. And, you know, I know there are some churches that are hesitant to go too far down that path. They feel like we don't want to be worshiping the worship. But I feel like when I'm in church that it leads me into worship. This music is specifically mm-hmm. about that. Do you have a goal in mind? Do you just write what you feel led is on your heart? I mean, how do you craft things? Every song has its own story. Um, before we got on, you're talking about a song of mine called Battle Belongs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was a song that became a real anthem for me in my heart, my life during the pandemic, before I even released it and everybody had heard it. My kids were asking me to sing that at night before they go to bed because they just they had this sense of like, God, we need you in this moment, you know, and mm-hmm. that's a real fight song, but fight with faith, fight mm-hmm. with trust and fight with love. And uh, and so I felt like, man, I, I think God is so that song wasn't written out of the pandemic. It was written before so beforehand and, and it, it might ruffle some feathers even, but it was written because me and my friend saw someone with a tattoo of pray hands and it says I fight on my knees. And so there's some Christians out there that will be rolling their eyes at tattoos, you know? <laughs> um, but I, I have to say like, well, this tattoo inspired us thought what a great song that would be mm-hmm. talking about how we don't fight with, 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 we don't fight with our fists, you know, but we fight trusting in the God who is above it all. And, and, uh, and I remember writing that song and thinking, Lord, this is special. This feels special. And it wasn't out, you know, I, I hadn't gone through a tough time. The guy wrote it, which just came out of a tough time, but it wasn't really about that. It just kind of popped out of nowhere. And I remember thinking, I wonder what this song is for fast forward, uh, three months and, you know, March, 2020 roll around. And I found out, Oh, this song is for me. It's for my family. And then we recorded it. And from the day one, it came out just story after story to this day about how that song has been a lifeline for people um, to sing out in hospital rooms and over grave sites and in dark times and in trials and and how that has lifted people's eyes to Jesus. And I just had no, you have in a sense, so you asked like, do I know what these songs are for? Do I, do mm-hmm. I have a goal in mind? My goal is really just to like, to write things that lift my heart um, and that point in my eyes to Jesus. And I find that when I'm just, when I'm not trying to write songs for the whole world, but when I'm just trying to write songs out of um, that, my heart longs to sing to Jesus and that I know that my own little church community here in Encinitas, California, I know it will connect there. That's kind of my goal. Cause I, I think if I start thinking too big, then I start trying to, um, uh, contrive things too much or try to try to try to hit too many targets at once. And then you just kind of get something that's shallow or something. But when I just try to write something for me and my family and my community, um, and then hope God, God, if you want to, if you want to take it to the ends of the earth, awesome. But I just know that right now I need to say, Jesus, I follow you through thick and thin. I follow you. That's a, something, a, a new song I've been working on. Cause that's what our church has been talking about. Like eyes on Jesus, not on the world, you know? And uh, I'm just, and I know I want to sing it. So I hope someone else wants to sing this mm-hmm. too. Well, I think about that song in particular, so much of your music, it's very hope inspired. It's very hopeful, even though you're in the middle of that battle, um, hands lifted high on your knees fighting. It also inspired this book that you wrote to on our knees, 40 days to living boldly in prayer. And you say, you talk about that song and how it inspired things, but um, you also talk about, as I did, you grew up in church, your parents were involved in ministry. And you prayed all the time. I mean, at meals and at church and at bedtime and all these things, but that your prayer life changed in a different way, in a bold way, in a believing way. Um, And that led to this book. 
Yeah. Uh, so th- we're talking about the song Battle Belongs. And I remember from, like I said, day one, we released it. It just immediately, the response was people's stories telling us, thank you for this song. We sing it in this situation. And just, it, it really ca- cast fear out and brought hope in or think, you know, this song was a song we sang in this situation, or this song gave us, gave us the faith to pray some big prayers and look what God has done. And a story after story after story started rolling in. And then once I started getting back out on the road with people in 2021 and in rooms with people, I just saw firsthand how this song had connected because we'd be singing and be special, but then I'd start this battle of a long song. And it just was like a, a moment every night. And I, you, I got, could see firsthand how this song had connected with people on a, on a deep level. And, and, uh, and it really, all those moments watching people sing and the faith in the room and all those stories I was getting um, sent my way, uh, it was a blessing and it was encouraging, but also it started challenging my heart. And I think it was God calling me into a deeper place of faith um, because I was the one that wrote the song about how when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. And it's full of hope because even in the battle in Jesus, we believe the war is already won, even if we don't see it yet, you know, so we can sing about hope even in the midst of the battle. But I felt challenged in my heart, like, and all these people you're encouraging to pray these big prayers and step into places of faith and pray for miracles in their lives and believe God can do it. And, and, and I just felt like I was asked, I'd ask myself like, man, do I really believe? And really like, and if I re- not that I don't believe, cause I know I believe, but if I believe in, why aren't I on my knees more? Um, why isn't my go-to anytime someone says they're going through a hard time or we have it, I'm going through cancer or I need this in my life or my kid is, is running in a crazy direction. Why isn't my go-to to say, let's ask God, you know, let's come to God. It, and sometimes it is, but not always. Sometimes it's like fear is my response or worry or anxiety or mm-hmm. frustration or anger. And, and I just felt like God was saying, let's change this inside. Let's, let's go, let's go deeper, come reach out to me. And so I started going through the whole of scripture uh, trying to learn what it means to be a prayer warrior. If you've ever heard that term or a man of faith, a man of prayer and like looking at Moses during the red sea and Joshua before the battle of Jericho and Daniel going into this lion's den and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego about to get thrown into the fire. Like what were their responses and how did they talk to God? And, how did they view culture? And all the way to Jesus saying, pray in this way, our father in heaven, holy is your name. And, and if, if a bad, if a father, if a father on earth knows how to get good gifts, how much more than your father in heaven? And you go into the new Testament talks about pray and um, don't be worried about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And then the peace of God that passes all understanding will rule your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And you start going through, and then, when you, when I, I spent a good six months just journaling and going through this whole thing and God was changing me and, and, and calling me into this place of deeper faith. And I'm so thankful because I'll never be the same again. Meanwhile, some friends are reaching out to me. It's like, Hey, it seems like your songs are bringing hope to the world. Do you think you have a book in you? And I'm like, no way. I'm not an <laughs> author. I write, I write, I write two paragraphs of, of words and I put them <laughs> to music. That's about what I do. And they're like, well, just talk, talk to some of our guys, see. And I just told them what I told you, what I'd been going through. And they said, dude, that's a book that people need to read. And because I want to read it is what they were saying. I, I need that in my life. I was like, okay. And so we went down the road and now it's been out for a few months as we're talking. And it's been really, it was a huge time of insecurity and wondering, is this even what I'm supposed to do? I, I second guessing myself, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, uh, I felt like God was in it. And now it's been incredible 
to see the fruit of that book in people's lives doing the same thing of what it did for my life. And I just couldn't be more honored to help people grow closer to Jesus through it. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bream today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bream. You mentioned so many stories that are like deep stories of the faith. A lot of that is in the Hebrews 11 Hall of Fame, Faith Hall of Fame. And I think sometimes there's a danger that those of us who've grown up in church, we've heard them, we've heard them in Sunday school, we've heard a million sermons. But when you really go back, I think as an adult and study and read them, there is so much there that can give you hope. And Mm -hmm. the horrible circumstances that people were up against. And I just recently, I love the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and going back through and studying that about how they were ripped from their homeland and taken to a new place. And everything that was familiar to them about their faith, about their food, about their literature, everything was changed. Um, And they had this wonderful acknowledgement when they were threatened with, if you don't bow down before this big golden idol, we're throwing you in the furnace. And their answer that they said, we know our God can protect us from this, but even if he doesn't, we will never, ever apologize and serve your fake idols and and to do what you are asking us to do. And I think about that courage too. I mean, you talk about how when we really go back and study these stories, we we get renewed faith and courage and faith and trust in praying, knowing that it's not always going to turn out the way we think best or that we want, but we know God is listening and we know he's moved by the prayers of his people. And I'm so encouraged to look back on the faith of those stories from the Old and New Testament about um, people who really were courageous and how we shouldn't be any different. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to come to you or me or and say they're throwing us in a furnace, but there are things in our daily lives that we feel like are trials and certainly people that we love and we watch them work, walk through really dark places. But as you say, if we grow in our faith and our prayer and pray believing, and sometimes I think about the story too, and I believe it's in Matthew with a father who goes to Christ and wants healing for his child. And he says, if you're a, if you can, if you're able, and Jesus is like, if I can, and he's like, Father, I believe, help my unbelief. Like there's even a point yeah. where we can say like, we believe, but sometimes we need that extra help um, to God, to meet us in our hearts where we're struggling with our own faith. And it sounds like you worked through a lot of those ideas and those questions in this book. Yeah, well, you say it so beautifully. I love all that you said. And and it reminds me of some, there's, there's kind of two things, two things that at work in the book that I realized are huge, hugest part of prayer for me is, um, you can come to God with anything and you can trust him with everything. It's like um, so much about a, a, a genuine faith-filled prayer life is not about becoming um, a holy faith-filled 
oh, wow, I've made it. I'm a, I'm a good Christian now. Look at all the faith mm-hmm. I have. I'm so mature. It also, yeah, it start. It, it actually starts with realizing who not. It's not. It doesn't start with you. It starts with realizing how amazing and kind and invested the King of the Universe, God, mm-hmm. is in our lives, and that He can form mountains and fill oceans and light stars on fire and keep it all burning through His glory, and yet loves each and every one of us more than all the sands of every seashore of the world as His thoughts towards each person. And, and then, so you got to, so when you come in that basis, not like, am I holy enough or am I faith-filled enough? But you're thinking about, he is so holy and he is so full of love. I can come to him with anything and everything and trust that no matter what his answer is, that he is going to be a good father, no matter the outcome that in the end is, in the end, eventually in Jesus, the timing is maybe not what we would personally want, but in Jesus, there's always at the end healing and life and glory and resurrection and restoration, all those things eventually happen and happen forever in Jesus. And so when you come to God, knowing that he loves you, he's got the best plans for you, that he wins in the end, and that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, then, then we can come to him in real prayer. It's like, oh, it's not about how eloquent my prayers are. It's not about how much faith, how much faith I can muster up, even though faith is powerful, but that faith comes from, oh, I know who my God is. And so now I can kind of say, God, if you've saved, if if you deliver me from this, or if you don't, I worship you. I'm going to carry your name, but this is what I would ask. And you say, ask. And and so I'm going to ask it. This is my heart. But then I want to say, but I surrender to your wisdom. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your kingship and your love, knowing that you know, I don't want to put myself in front of you. all those things that you so brilliantly and, and beautifully put over my life. And I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. kind of understanding God first before you start asking is like the key to like a beautiful prayer life. Yeah. And understanding that it's not on us. I mean, we have to come to the table, but like he's done all the work and that he's, he's just going to meet us there when we get there. Uh, and and he's waiting for us. for us. Yeah, he loves us. Um, I want to talk about in that vein too, your new song, This Is Our God, which I think It's such a beautiful thing in so many ways, because I think often people are scared off. They think that God is nothing but judgment and holy wrath and that um, he's so disappointed in us or that we can never get to him. And this song has a totally different message. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Sometimes I'm hesitant in certain situations to even use the word God, because that sounds, it sounds a little weird when I say it, but because that word God, it carries so many different definition, definitions mm-hmm. in so many different minds. You know, what is God? Is God what they learned at their church in Sunday school? Is God what someone told them about on a, from holiday? Is, is God their version of what they see in movies and our cartoon? Like, what is God? Is God Buddha? Is God? Ma- and, um, and so that, that honestly is like in a world where I think people are clamoring for hope and clamoring for what is the reason? What is the purpose? And what's bigger than me? And um, I wanted to have a song that drew a line in the sand that said, if anybody is curious about who I believe um, my God is, this is who he is. He's King Jesus. He defeated the grave. He paid for my sin. He, he rescues, he saves. Um, so it's just, it's just a declaration song that I love. I love singing with the church um, that, that defines um, everything, not everything, but as much as I can in a song. Um, who my God is and who I believe the God of the Bible is and who I believe the one true God is that loves us, saves us, rescues us, redeems us, 
um, dealt with all of our sin and shame so we could stand in victory today. And uh, I, just, I just love singing this song. So as we close, tell me what's coming next. Where are you in the cycle of like touring, writing, resting? What's next? Yeah. So right now I'm out on a tour. It's it's spring 2023 right now for whoever's listening. I'm out on a tour called Sing Along Tour with several other artists. Uh, and it's been beautiful. Uh, and uh, I've got um, an August tour coming up that I, this is the first place I'm talking about it actually. Um, right oh, now. We have news bulletin. Yet. I love but, it. We're bringing yeah, some Phil Wickham news. But, it's it's uh, it's going to be it's we're going to call it uh, summer worship nights. It's twelve nights in arenas all over the country. Me and a couple of incredible artists just want to fill these rooms up with the with the with worship and people crying out to Jesus. I'm so so excited about these nights. Uh, and then in August as well is when my my next record drops. So we're we're releasing um, one song every two months. This is our God is out now. Uh, right before Easter, we're releasing a song called Sunday is Coming that I can't wait to share. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about it. And, uh, and then there's a few more that come out and then the record comes out in August, uh, arena tour in August. And, uh, and then we just keep going, keep spreading the good news. Okay. When can, can we find out about the arena tour dates? Will they be just on your website? How do we find They'll be the on the website? If, if people follow me on Facebook or Instagram, I'll for sure be posting on there. Um, and then yeah, on the on website, philwickham.com. Uh, I believe we're announcing at the beginning of March, uh, those cities and those dates. And I uh, uh, cannot wait for that one. It's going to be fun. I'm setting a calendar reminder so I can okay. get mine. I hope you're coming to a city near me. Um, Phil, welcome. Thank you so much for all of the truth and the goodness that you are putting into the world and the encouragement. Your songs really are such um, an inspiration and a lifter of our hearts and of our spirits um, and, and sending our eyes heavenward, um, the hope that we all need. Thank you so much for joining us on Live in the Bream. We're so kind to say that, and it's so good to be here and just right back at you, not through songs, but just through your personality and your character. It's good to know that there's people uh, that, that have a voice in this world that, that have a fear of and love of God, too. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Hopefully we'll see you out there in one of those big arenas. Thanks, Phil. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. 